information warfare. Let's look at how information is weaponized. Now, in this day and time, you and I watch TV, we listen to the radio, we consume a lot of media, passive media, and various other kinds of media. And in this day and time, information is now the new battle space, the new battleground for opinions and public opinion specifically, in that we can, or rather entities and those who are specialized in this particular types of operations, and I'll even add that particular specialty is not really even needed. Uh, from common sense, anyone can put together uh, an information ops or information operation in order to influence or build a campaign to influence change. It's become almost too easy now, given the fact that every single one of us is connected and plugged in. Our brains are simply plugged into the information superhighway. And all over the world, there has been catastrophic results from this, whereby whether it be from elections being influenced in Brazil, in various countries in Africa, in the United States, in Europe, um, wars have been started. There have been tribalistic um, exacerbations because you know one group basically puts out information, blasts it out, and this information triggers a reaction from another group, and thus then we have outcomes, outcomes that are not are never good. However, information warfare is essentially a more extreme version of marketing for the most part. Um, marketing, we are pushing products. We are trying to communicate the fact, the value of our products. And we usually have certain limitations and parameters which in, within which we work in. However, when we're dealing with information warfare, where we are trying to influence public opinion, politics, you can come to the conclusion that if you're playing that game, you're putting out a different type of a different type of information in order to get results. And given what it is that the end goal is, it's usually whatever is going to drive a reaction, war, whatever that may be. Now, public opinion is in constant flux. It always has been. But what is it that moves it? What pushes society in one direction or another? In a perfect world, events happen and we assess the information about them honestly and society presses on. Alas, we've never lived in a perfect world and for as long as we've been social animals, information has been used as a tool. Dating back to the era of <coughs> Sun Tzu in The Art of War, he noted all warfare is based on deception. Understanding that manipulation was an essential part of success in any battle. We've heard of rumors, and rumors have been around since communication has been around. Um, we've heard of hearsay. 
we've heard of secrets. All of this can be essentially a branch or a type of information warfare. But obviously, in this day and time, we're talking about uh, in situations where we people push information, entities push information in order to enrage, trigger, and turn people into, or rather make people angry enough to, to act. And so fast forward today to a world that functions and exists on the information superhighway, a world of hyper-connectivity where information and news travels quick around the globe in less than a second, touching and affecting the opinions of people in mass in an instant, grasping the degree to which this information is weaponized and the dire effects that it can have on society is crucial to combating it. This podcast is sponsored by Sanbono Marketing. Sanbono helps your business grow online and offline. Contact Sanbono Marketing to discuss your marketing strategy today. Visit Sanbono.com. Why is information weaponized? Now, information is weaponized for largely the same reason people weaponize anything, and that is to win, to gain, so, to gain something or shift perception. Uh, broadly speaking, and on the macro level, the goals are to undermine public institutions and disrupt political systems. Given that our system for just about everything these days have been or are in the process of becoming digitized, it opens ever more avenues for information to be weaponized. It creates more opportunities to access or intercept information, warp information, confuse information, and then disseminate it and put it and put it out there. And thus, it turns public opinion into a prize to be won by any means necessary. Again, look at prior elections in the United States and Europe. Uh, in Brazil and South America, is actually quite endemic. If you look in the countries in Africa, uh, social media is a scourge right now, or I don't really call it social media, but information ops, and this is now what we call it, but information operations, um, you know, in the past, in actual war, we have operations, um, but now we have information ops. In the past, we have we had psychological uh, psych ops, which are, is still uh, a facet of the military, but now we have information ops, and Anyone can really engage it if you have the you know, the desire, the uh, input, the if you really wanted to. Anyone can actually engage in information ops, but being able to influence public opinion as easy as what is now available to us today does create a lot of problems um, from. Compromising voting systems, attacking public infrastructure, 
propaganda and disinformation campaigns, uh, the idea is to manufacture, to create, to manifest public opinion, and most importantly, create the choices in which people gravitate towards. So this isn't, we're not presented with the actual choices. In fact, critical thinking and thinking in any form is thrown out the window. Those who are the players who are have something to gain can influence public opinion by creating polarity. So two points of polarity and simply focusing on those two points, focusing on one specifically in order to highlight the other. And thus it creates only two choices. So we as the public, the public en masse is now only looking at two options whereby there is potentially and usually always myriad options four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten options. But through information ops, by focusing everything down to two, polarizing those two points, then we create choices from in which people move to. And that's it. So people will either gravitate towards those two points and depending on the player, the kind of entity that you are, one, you either want that polarity to be present. So imagine a country trying to influence the stability of another country. Now, the United States has done this many times to other countries. We recently felt the effects in the prior election, but everyone is doing this. And this isn't just a good or bad person, good or bad entity. This is part and parcel of every sophisticated military and really any military. You'll find military all over the world playing these games. Um, we've done it many times. In fact, we are experts in it. Um, we use this to influence many, many countries. We use this to influence the policy, the public opinion of populace in African countries, South American countries, Europe, whatnot. And now people are quite well doing it back to us. And so we are currently feeling that polarization here in the United States. And it is something that's going to be here to stay. There is no going back here. And going back to the initial point, the goal here, or rather the key to combating this scourge upon us now is to understand it and come to a point where we can all, as a population, identify information ops when it's being used and when we're consuming information that's probably being weaponized.
who weaponizes information? And this runs the gamut. Technically, information can be weaponized by anyone at any level to manipulate information and push a narrative. Deception is the name of the game, and it's one that anyone can really play. Terrorists, hackers, state agents, organized crime, and everyone in between. Weaponizing information is truly an activity that all can take part in, even the good guys, whoever they may be to you. We see it in the rhetoric and misinformation campaigns the world over. The public opinion is what's at stake, and to that end, everyone has a dog in the race. When is information weaponized? Given that we're all living in the information age, opportunities for our data to be used against us in the aid of nefarious objectives are rife. An an extremely oversimplified example from the last century, all the way back during World War I, the Germans sent Lenin back to Russia in the hopes that his message would aid in collapsing the Russian monarchy. And guess what? As Americans, we've actually done that as well in many situations to many countries. Now, fast forward today, and the most clear and present example that we are all familiar with is the continued and sustained attacks on our elections. The perpetrators, being so sophisticated, it's nigh possible to notice we're in the midst of an information war zone. Ultimately, these days, given the ubiquity of all types of devices that connect us, we are in a constant state of information weaponization. We are in a battlefield. Our minds are. Everything that we consume, the passive media that we consume, the unpassive media, the various types of media that we consume are all being weaponized. It's an all-the-time occurrence at this point. And as a society, as a people, as humans in general in this world, This is a relatively new, it's something that although has been out, such as propaganda and so forth, it's relatively new to the extent that we are all facing it today, whereby in the past you usually would engage propaganda during uh, wartime and other um, times and situations where war was afoot. However, During our contemporary times, it is all the time, every time, all day. Every media we consume, you can rest assured, is being tuned in order to elicit a reaction, a behavior. Um, And although we could call this marketing, in one form, in one way it is, though the fact that we are now dealing with control, influence, 
influence operations to such a wide mass global population um, and seeing that how it is present all the time. I think that's what separates it from marketing. Marketing, again, we're focusing on a product, on a service, on, and I guess thinking about this is almost hard to discern the two. But information ops, again, is for the most part concerns politics, public opinion, and pushing people towards a particular point, creating polarity in order to control and direct the narrative, whereby marketing, you know, I'm trying to get you to buy a product or uh, engage a service. Where is information weaponized? Where isn't it being weaponized is a more difficult question because the information is being weaponized at literally every stage and everywhere. There's a saying that comes to mind, the front line is everywhere. There is no shelter here. Any medium that conveys information is simultaneously a tool for its weaponization. It's a sad irony, and perhaps on a deeper level, a flaw in our nature. This is a tale as old as time, from newspapers to telegram, WhatsApp, to radio, to TV, and finally into cyberspace, encompassing everything. All means of communication present opportunities and have evolved with the times. The 21st century has been quite the boon for the complexity and ever presence of these tactics, and we see it aggressively in the online space. These days, it's being rebranded as fake news. So where isn't, is a better question, where isn't information uh, being weaponized? Um, Every single access point is uh, a, a potential point. And as far as geographic places, um, everywhere. So uh, every country, every um, basically every place where everyone's connected, and that's everywhere, from the smallest cities in Africa to the largest to New York to London, information is at a point now to where someone or a group from in a different country can influence political decisions and policy and people uh, and uh, you know, 10,000 miles away. And so that's the true question. Where isn't information being weaponized? And the only place I can think of is you know, on a small island where people are not connected to the internet or to the information superhighway. What information is weaponized? And the answer to that is whatever can usefully push a narrative and shift public perception can be weaponized. We collectively put out so much 
information, so much data for free into that digital world that can be weaponized. It's a low-hanging fruit. Social media is the easiest and most obvious example of this, where we can observe this happening in real time. Information of all kinds is being used to shape our opinions on everything and everyone. Spinning, twisting, and contorting words and actions to fit specific aims. In fact, uh, Facebook in 2018, or I think it was either 2017-18, they actually ran a secret research project that they were then forced to divulge. Basically, they were putting messages in uh, people's feeds in order to see if it will influence their thought patterns, opinions, and uh, behavior. Uh, so this was actually documented. And if you search this on Google or on the internet, you'll find uh, where the instance where Facebook was uh, caught red-handed uh, doing this, but their reasons was that this was for research to help people feel better, to make people think of happier thoughts, and so forth. And this is this was just a minor research, and for the most part, I do believe I do believe them in that sense because they certainly have uh, a great potential, a vaster opportunity to do these types of research without um, any sort of exposure. Um, so, but it it is possible. Information is being uh, weaponized. Now, aside from our personal preferences being weaponized and used to push us into certain narratives, everything from information about candidates in elections to entire information systems being attacked in a distributed denial of service attack to social media bots is fodder for information warfare. So uh, there, there, there are estimates that 50% of the profiles on Facebook, Twitter, and the social media platforms are simply bots. So simply um, programs created to push a narrative. And so for instance, on Twitter, when you type about a certain thing or when you tweet about a certain thing, you'll find a bunch of retweets automatically happening. And sometimes you, you, you ask yourself, how in the world uh, do I have 50 retweets in one second? And it's because there are bots that are out there scouring the, those platforms looking to amplify messages. And then they amplify their own messages. And sometimes you see trending uh, topics within these platforms um, and usually those are being pushed by bots. Uh, there really isn't any interest in those topics, but it's being pushed to the forefront. Uh, and then it becomes the, it, it basically moves to the forefront of the zeitgeist. And there we are. Now, according to a study in Computers and Security Journal, the effects can be categorized as follows. So one, we have information warfare, influence effects, where dialogue is shaped passively and through agents such as the bots that we just discussed. Um, we have information where 
that is interference effects where a dialogue is shaped actively, for example, through bots. Three, we have information warfare hacking where systems and infrastructures are compromised and or damaged. So for instance, imagine a reputable news uh, paper being hacked and stories being put in there to perhaps influence a particular company's stock. That has happened. So this is the battle space today. And it's imperative that collectively as a society and just within the global population that we start to learn how to combat these uh, new ops that are uh, present in our lives, but particularly through uh, identification, being able to recognize information, being able to discern the sources, whether they're reputable, respectable, um, and being able to critically think through things. Now, this is easier said than done. I think it was uh, one of the, uh, in World War II, World War I, uh, some general, uh, I think, it, it, and uh, this was in the Russian, in the Russian or German uh, division, but there was a statement that states that basically said that objective, objectiveness is a myth. Everything is subjective. And based on that, and unfortunately, that is true. Um, objectivity in the world that we live in is a myth. Uh, one thing, fact can be spun and basically watered down to a point whereby it becomes opinion. Fact still remains fact, but people, because of the polarization that has occurred, will then form different conclusions based on that singular fact, which is almost unimaginable, but that is the world that we live in today. This podcast is sponsored by Sam Buno Marketing. Sam Buno helps your business grow online and offline. From e-commerce, website development, marketing and more, Sam Buno is your partner for success. Contact Sam Buno Marketing to discuss your marketing strategy today. Visit sambuno.com. Lastly, let's discuss combating weaponized information. As I've talked about this really at every point of this podcast as being the only solution, this is a problem that will only get worse if it's not heated head on. The increased reach intricacy and stealth quality to the current nature of information weaponization paints an even more stark picture of the future if we don't actively push back against it. There is a drastic need for increased education and vigilance and uh, understanding, uh, wide-scale understanding as to how these sort of operations are put into play and signs to look out for, uh, the major first step that needs to be taken, which we see happening the world over, is the gradual acknowledgement that this is happening and won't, will not resolve itself. 
the goals are destabilization and the manufacture of public opinion that pushes people to choices they may not have made if presented with accurate and honest information. Identification is key in any effort to neutralize the effects that weaponized information has and becoming more well-versed, analytical, and discriminating as consumers of information is vital for moving into the future confidently, without which things will only get more chaotic.